You're listening to the Winter Interview Series on the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast, brought to you by Xmark Manufacturing. 30 years of pioneering spirit and innovation have resulted in legendary durability, all-day comfort, and unmatched cut quality. Go check them out at xmark.com and by Mo and Go Systems, the premier designer and builder of adjustable and easily removable dovetail ramp systems for the lawn care industry. Go check them out at moandgosystems.com. You're listening to the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast, the weekly show sharing proven methods and systems in marketing, equipment, and customer service, educational and motivational to help make your lawn care business an overwhelming success. Now, here's your host, Julio Tomei. Welcome, Lawn Care Nation, to another episode of the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. I'm your host, Julio Tomei, and this is episode number 338, entitled Interview with Aaron Strunk from Aaron's Lawn Care. Well, hello, everybody, and uh, thanks again for joining me this week on another episode of the Lawn Care uh, Business Success Podcast. Really appreciate you guys tuning in each and every week, and of course, for the questions, the comments, and the feedback that you guys all send in through. And Happy New Year uh, to everybody. It's uh, 2022. Uh, just, uh, you know, wishing everybody a uh, very prosperous uh, new year uh, and all the success in your businesses. It's crazy for me to think uh, that when I started this journey back in 2005 of uh, starting my lawn care business full time, that uh, to be sitting here thinking that I'm entering my 17th season uh, being uh, self-employed. Uh, and uh, it's just uh, amazing. And, uh, you know, uh, lawn care has been uh, just a fantastic uh, industry for me. Uh, and uh, I know for a lot of you guys, uh, that it's just allowed uh, us to, uh, you know, uh, become our own bosses and uh, sort of uh, achieve that goal uh, of being uh, self-employed and leaving uh, uh, the rat race and the nine to five and all that stuff behind. So, uh, with this interview, we've got another uh, budding uh, uh, entrepreneur to uh, talk to. So without uh, further ado, I'd like to uh, introduce uh, Aaron Strunk to the show. Hey, Aaron, how's it going? It's going good. How about you, Julia? I'm doing really good. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. <laughs> crazy to think. Yeah. Here. yeah, crazy, crazy times. So uh, maybe uh, let's get right into it and tell us a little bit about yourself and your business. All right. Well, I am the owner-operator of Aaron's Lawn Care. I started uh, started mowing lawns in end of 2016, end of the year, uh, looking for extra income. Um, and it really took off, found a passion for it, went full-time, or made it a business in 2018. Okay. So I did like a year and a couple months under the table. I know yeah. everyone's done it at some point. You yeah, know? Yeah. Um, and so then uh, in 2018, I made it a business. And at that season, it grew very well. I was limited working a full-time job, but it was, I, I grew to a, a point where I could tell I, could, I needed to go full-time. And so 2019, I made that step. And that's something I know we can go farther into. Yep. And then, so this is my third, third year full-time. Nice. Uh, or I'm completing my third year full-time. So. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's, you know, funny enough, I got a a DM from somebody this morning asking uh, my advice on, uh, they kind of gave me a bit of their background saying, uh, you know, they have a, a full-time job and stuff like this and that, but they're, you know, thinking about doing lawn care and, and they were asking whether I uh, recommended them just diving in like full on, full, you know, full-time or kind of start right. as a side hustle. And I was like, keep your job. And start as a side hustle, yeah. right? Because if you have no Absolutely. experience and you've never done lawn care as a business or anything like that, you know, you may not like it in the end, right? So, yeah. you know, exactly. start, yeah, so it's, it's cool to hear that you uh, sort of dabbled in it uh, thing. And like you said, we've all done it. I, you know, I tell stories about me posting up those uh, flyers uh, when uh, before I bought the franchise and stuff, when I was kind of testing the waters with my homeowner equipment right. and putting, you know, flyers. When I think about it now, with things saying like <laughs> uh, lawn mowing fifteen dollars and up, like what the heck? <laughs> what was I thinking? <laughs> yeah, like talk about uh, undercutting pricing in the area and stuff like that. But uh, it was just, Absolutely. yeah. But we all do it. That's the thing, right? That's what's so uh, funny about it. We've we've all done it. I still remember my first yard when I first started advertising. I was tagged in a post on Facebook, or I think I seen it. I can't remember. And I was, I was off my midnight shift at the time. And I, you know, on Facebook it can be a feeding fest. You know, you see yeah. someone looking for lawn care. It's first come, first serve. And I remember saying, "Oh, I'm a lawn care company." I didn't have a name, and mm. they and, and I was like, "I was like Aaron's lawn care." You know, I just yeah. threw it out there, and then they wanted a price. So I was like, I seen someone was like, I can't think remember it was like thirty five bucks or forty bucks or thirty. I can't remember what it was in that range. I'm like, I'll do it for twenty five. You yeah, know, yeah. that's what I said my price was. And I remember going to look at it, and I'm like, Yeah, that's not gonna work. Yeah. <laughs> I ended up like I I told them a different price, which they ended up not going with me, which was fine. So I'm glad I didn't completely go through with that mistake. Yeah, but I. My first one, one of the first few jobs I ever bid, I was, I seen others prices and I went low yeah, trying yeah. to get it. Yeah. Yeah. That's for it. Yeah. So. It's, it's a trap that we all fall into. Right. I remember, I think I've told it a story is. before where, you know, the last job that I ever had where I was an employee of, um, it was also like one of the highest paying jobs that I had, uh, working, you know, part-time jobs here and there. And at the time, back in 2005, uh, I was making $17 an hour. Uh, so I thought, wow. um, you know, if I can make $17 an hour mowing lawns, then, you know, I'm golden, right? <laughs> it's like, right. no. <laughs> <laughs> Find out real quick. Yeah, it doesn't work like that. You got to pay for everything too, right? It's not uh, uh, somebody just paying you for your time. You're you're the one that's putting up all the expenses for everything. Um, exactly. <clears throat> so now uh, you said you're into your like third year, was it? Yes, third yeah. year full time. Okay, so, so uh, <clears throat> his lawn care at this point is this your uh, main income or uh, is it a side hustle? It is at this point my main hustle, okay. my main income. <clears throat> and are you uh, working as a one man operation or do you have employees? I am a one man operation. I have a, couple, a kid from church will help me. Yeah, at least one kid from church helps me during the summer. But other than that, I'm I'm a one man show. Okay, yeah. So you're. Uh, Basically, like me, I've basically a one-man operation until the summertime uh, in the last few years with yeah. my son, who uh, you know wants to make some money and uh, come and help and stuff, and uh, he'll come out with me uh, until uh, school's back on again. Um, yeah, so, exactly. So, what first? Because there's like so many things you could be doing. Um, what right. first attracted you to the lawn care industry? Well, I didn't start back in the teenage years of mowing grass. I wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
I look back now and I, I feel the Lord had a different path for me. I had to, I had a desire to mow. I wanted a truck when I turned 16. Parents thankfully bought me my first vehicle and the first vehicle they bought me was a two door hatchback Ford Escort. Okay. Um, you can't mow yards with that. Yeah, so yeah. it, the dream, the desire to mow yards just went away. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then life went on. I graduated high school, got married and, and so 2016, I, with the income, I was working at a factory. Just it, it was there, you know, I was making 500 bucks a week, 550, but at the same time, it just, it wasn't cutting it. So I decided, you know, I'll mow some yards on the side. I had a riding tractor. I mowed my yard with, I mowed my church with and stuff like that. I was like, I'll mow, I'll get, pick up some yards, make some extra income. Mm-hmm. Um, and it took only a short, a bit of time. I picked up a couple yards right at the end of, right at the end of August, several of them free. Like I was mowing my church for free already. You know, I was mowing my pastor's yard. But I did pick up a few accounts that actually to this day I still have. Okay. And I really thought I liked it. And I started, so I started pushing it more in 2017. It really was a really good year for being part-time. And the fact that I was very limited. So I didn't work Sundays uh, mowing. I didn't, I couldn't mow Wednesday evenings. I mean, I can mow a little bit, but I have church on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So I was limited to just Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, but only from like two, two, clock three o'clock on because i worked midnight so okay, i worked yeah. 11 to 7 so i could only sleep for a little bit and then i would get up and go work so mm-hmm. i was limited on the days i could work and it just grew to a point where i was at a i couldn't i didn't want to stay keep doing that i was driving 35 minutes one way to work so you're talking an hour hour and 10 minutes there and back so i couldn't just a lot of times some, you know we, i hear a lot of stories guys oh, i took my lawn care stuff with me to work and yeah, when yeah. i got off work i just went i'm 30 miles 35 miles north of where I actually service. Oh, okay. So I couldn't, I couldn't take my stuff with me. I had to drive all the way home. Mm-hmm. And so I would always go home, go straight to bed, then get up and work and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. And it just, it was in the end, it started it, in the beginning. It started off as a way needing extra money. Okay. Where it started. Okay. And then, um, so you just kind of went right into it and, uh, and started. I did. Yeah. That's, I made a post on Facebook is what I did. Okay. You know, saying I'm offering lawn care. I had a weed eater. I had a, I can't remember if I had a blower or not. I don't think I did. I mean, I when I mowed my own personal yard, I don't have any sidewalks, I have a, gra- a concrete or gravel driveway, so yeah, I yeah. didn't have need of a blower. So I know I had a weed eater and a riding tractor is what I had oh, okay. when I started yeah. out. Yeah, okay, very similar yeah. to uh, when I was dabbling in it. I had uh, my $99 weed eater brand weed eater and uh, yeah. uh, my uh, MTD 21-inch mower and a broom. A uh, corn broom. That's what I. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's what I had wow. when I started, and a and a 1987 uh, Mazda B2200 pickup truck. That's what I had uh, as my. I had a Chrysler Sebring as uh, my start. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I, I put a hitch on it. Had a hitch on it because I already had it because I wasn't like I said, in my church. So I had a, my little five by ten trailer. Nice. That I bought for my brother, and I used it, and that's what that's when my business started. It was a Chrysler Sebring. And a five by ten tilt trailer. That's awesome. So, yeah, it's so cool yeah. to hear those like beginnings, those origin stories yeah. of how uh, people. And that's what I love about lawn care yeah. is that you can make it whatever you want. If you want right. to do just that, if you want to, you know, you can literally start 
um, you know, if you really want, like you see kids on with like bicycles with little trailers, uh, working in their neighborhoods right. or, or using a, a ride on tractor with a trailer behind with, uh, you know, some of their equipment in the back and just servicing their neighborhoods right. to, you know, using a pickup truck if you want or getting a trailer. It's just so, and then cruise and growing to whatever you want. It's, it's so adaptable. Uh, to whatever the situation is, which is, uh, you know, one of the most empowering things about uh, uh, lawn care. Right. Um, Absolutely. So uh, this next question is one I'm sure you've heard on the podcast. It's one of my most favorite questions to ask people. Uh, and that is because every time I ask a entrepreneur uh, or, you know, business owner, I always get a different answer. But when I ask somebody who works a nine to five type job or shift work, the answer is typically the same. Uh, so my answer for right. you, Aaron, is how would you define success? Well, when I started lawn care, I would honestly say it, success was bringing in income, bringing, bringing home money to, make, to able to pay bills, to have a stable life. But the more I've, now that I've stepped out full time, I do lawn care, you know, it's all I do day in and day out. It's, it's the ability to have the freedom to be home in the evenings, to spend time with family, to take off when I choose at a reasonable time to do family things, to do church things, to, to live a life that is more in, the, in reality, just free, you know? Yeah. You, I didn't realize till I started working for myself, how much lack of freedom you had, you know, working midnights. I didn't, I, I didn't want to do much in the evenings. I, a lot of times I'd wake up, you know, sometimes I wake up at four o'clock, five o'clock before I started mowing. And I, before I go to work at, See, I had to leave like an hour, hour and a half before I had to be there. I, about two hours before that, I'd lay down and take another nap, mm-hmm. you know? And so I just didn't, it, it, it didn't always affect me, but I just was focused on always going and working that factory job nonstop. Yeah. Yeah. But then when I got on my own, I realized that how much freedom I created and the ability it allowed me to do a lot more things with my time and the willingness to do more things. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah. for me, that's this very similar. That's the key factor for me is that uh, freedom of uh, being, yeah. um, you know, even though you're still tied to the job, you're still, uh, right, you know, it doesn't right. matter whether you are a single owner operator or you've got multiple crews and you don't work in the field anymore, you're still tied to that business. But exactly, you have that flexibility to to move properties around and say, you know, I can start an hour later today if I got to go do something there or I got to, you know, go to the kids recital or whatever the case may be or sports uh you know and fit all of that stuff in and and work it around and and really live your life on your own terms so yeah that's awesome exactly um and and clients are more understanding of that as well like if you tell a client hey i need to stop i need you know i'm not going to be there today i have to stop at say at three o'clock you know i'll get you first thing in the morning they're like oh completely you know family comes first you tell a employer that they're going to be like oh no you can't get off you know it's like yeah. It's just amazing the change it has. Yeah, it does. It's uh I remember even um in two thousand nineteen pre pandemic, um going to my first GIE, uh I was so yes. worried because it was like for, for me here on the West Coast, it's like October. It's like the middle of leaf season. And I'm like, yeah. how am I gonna leave for you know, it's like a day full of travel to get there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the show's three days, then it's a full day to come back. So that's like five days that I'll be gone basically the, you know, uh, almost the entire week. 
Um, right. I'm like, how am I going to swing that? Like, customers aren't going to, right? But then when I talked to them all, they're all like, oh, don't worry about it. You know, and they would yeah. joke, the leaves aren't going anywhere, you know, until you get back. So, you know, I was like, oh, yeah, that's I great. I heard them <laughs> same statement. Same statement. It's yeah. crazy. You think, do you think they're going to be concerned? But in the end, they're like, no, you need that time. Go yeah. on. Yeah, and they're like, yourself, don't worry about you know? it. You've worked hard enough all year and stuff like that. Don't worry about it. The leaves aren't going yeah, anywhere. Exactly. And I'm like, oh, yeah, great. <laughs> <laughs> There's going to be more when I get back. Yeah, there'll be double when I get back. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, so sure. uh, people that listen to the podcast know that I'm in the dense sort of city type properties. A lot of, in fact, most companies around me all uh, rely on 21 inch mowers um, with uh, you know the farther you move out uh, into sort of uh, the country type settings and you start getting into the bigger mowers and things like that I'm sort of in that mid uh, area where there's all the small properties but uh, kind of uh, getting into some larger ones as well uh, so just mm-hmm. to give people an idea what size properties are you maintaining where you're at and what type of equipment are you using to maintain those properties Right. So, I mean, I have, you have your standard city lots, you know, quarter of an acre. Yep. Um, and, but I live in a more of a rural area where, you know, there's six miles in between towns. Okay. So I actually have properties that are, you know, half acre, acre, two acres. Um, there's properties bigger than that. I do not have them, but I know plenty of pe- uh, buddies in the lawn care company that have two, three, four acre properties okay. to mow. Um, and so it's, we, we have the wide variety. Uh, I currently use skag V rides. I run a 52 and a 36. Um, my plan in 2022 is to add a 61 as well, because it's just with the bigger properties, I know I'm losing time as far as, especially when I have help, uh, you know, and I might, I'm wanting to expand to possibly try to get an employee in 2022. Mm -hmm. So, and Doing that, running a 52 and a 36 on a two-acre property, even a one-acre property, it's not beneficial. You know, you, you stick 36 in the back where people can't see it, but yet he's not. That person won't be getting as much work done with 36 versus with, even with a 52. Yeah, yeah. So I want to add a 61. That way, if I'm by myself, the employee, I don't find an employee, I can mow just as fine. But if I have an employee or have help, put the 52 in the back, 61 in the front type mentality. Yes, yeah. So that's what I've been running and. And like I said, we have, I have a wide variety overall, uh, but I don't push mow anything at, at my, this stage of yeah, my yeah. business. Yeah, so. yeah. With those types of properties, you, yeah, you wouldn't be mm-hmm. uh, push mowing. It's very similar to me, but with the smaller, you know, I'm on the smaller scale of that stuff, right? So right. I'll, I'll use that 36 uh, up until I got the Navigator. I'd use that 36-inch turf tracer and stuff on, like, anything I could put it on. And it's funny here right. because people look at it, like, customers would initially look at it and be like, what is that monstrosity? What are you doing with it? <laughs> and I'm like, this thing is tiny compared to what's out there. Uh, thing, But yeah. they're just not used to it, right? They're just used to seeing so many lawn care companies with 21-inch mowers out there, right? Yeah, and the- yeah, exactly. And the common here is it's hard to not see a truck or tr- a truck and trailer without 61s only on them. Oh, okay. I'm talking three, three 61s wow. only, and they don't even have a 36. And I'm thinking, I mean, unless they're just running all big properties, I'm, I'm curious what happens when they get the properties that I know I get calls for that I can't fit nothing but the 36 on, or there's a gate that's only big enough for a 36. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've had my, I've had properties just last year I picked up when I bought the new mowers. I bought them in April of 2020 that it, I wouldn't have picked them up had I not had that 36 because I was cutting off push mowing. Yeah, yeah. You know, I just, I'd, I already had gotten tired of it. It was just not beneficial in the end time frame. And so I was like, I, I picked up several and I picked up 
some since then that don't necessarily need a 36. Yeah. But now that I have it, I'm like, it's not even really putting a 52 on is really too much. Now that I have a 36, I'm more willing to grab it real quick and mow the, the yard that the 36, the 52 fits on, but 36 just makes a better cut, makes it look a little better in the end. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, absolutely. It reminds me of like when, and whenever I like, if I watch like a <clears throat> Brian's lawn maintenance video and see some of the properties he's doing, and it's like none of the properties have gates or fences um, in right. the neighbors, right? They're just all wide open, these houses that are like, you know, next to each other and stuff, but nobody has exactly. fences and stuff, right? And I'm like, oh, that would be so easy to just get that on like be, a, nice. a, a, you know, a zero turn mower and just do the whole property front and back with no uh, fences or gates or anything to worry about. Uh, yeah. yeah. So it just, I guess it depends on the areas and stuff that uh, they do. Because I know, I think it, the last time I talked to Brian, it was like, that, that's all he would target is those types of properties is, is that sort of thing, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah so. he don't even, I don't think he even targets, I don't think he even takes anybody on the fence anymore. No, so, no, that's the thing, yeah. correctly. Yeah. <clears throat> so, um, do you offer any other services that are uh, not lawn care or uh, landscaping related, like maybe power washing or window cleaning, for example? I mean, I offer, I don't offer those, but I do offer like gutter cleaning, so it's not lawn care specific yep. related, but you know, it comes with it. Um, another thing I offer that is somewhat landscaping, but it's not a hundred percent is shrub removal. Um, okay. so if a client needs bushes removed, even if they're not a mowing client, they just need bushes removed. You know, I will remove those as well. So it's a little bit of like a different kind of work compared to trimming shrubs, you know, putting in mulch, laying down landscape rock, you know, mowing grass. It's a little bit different than that. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. What's yeah. your, um, <clears throat> how are you, uh, doing the, uh, shrub removal? Are you doing it, um, just like with shovels and picks and things like that? Or are you doing like, uh, Keith Kalfas style with a rope and tied to the back of the truck and yanking them out and that sort of thing? Like how you work in that? Well, I would, I would do a little bit of mixture of both early okay. on. Uh, I would cut, you know, cut down to just a stump and then I would dig around it, chop with an ax hit, you know, go at it like crazy. And then I was watching an Instagram video. I was going to do a, uh, I still have to finish the job. It got, things got busy. So the client wasn't worried about, it. I done a third of it. So I got to finish it this, this year actually. But so I was going to it and I was picking up to get my guy that was helping me. And I, then when I, I got to his door, I honked on the horn. I was like, I'm going to jump on Instagram. I'm waiting to come out. And the first post I seen was uh, from Kibler lawn and landscape down in Florida. Okay. And they was using a jigsaw or a sawzall with a long blade and they would on a bigger one, you still cut the, everything off, but then you just cut a circle in the dirt around the bush. Now, obviously you have to know if there's any wires or uh, air irrigation in there, but you just cut a circle around the bush real quick. And then either you still may have to pull it out with a, you know, like a mower attached to it, the rope or something, but sometimes you can just wiggle it back and forth and it pops right out of the ground. So that's oh, my okay. new way. Oh, that's and I just use a sawzall. It saves a ton of, back breaking digging and swinging a swinging an axe at the roots trying to find the one that's the one that's still holding on for dear life so yeah definitely and i think the sawzall actually sawzall method actually comes from keith kalfas if i oh, believe okay. correctly okay i, I was telling someone else and i believe that i think keith kalfas i'm not 100 percent on that i think keith kalfas was the original one of that oh okay so. very cool yeah he's uh because uh, he does a lot of that right he doesn't really do the lawn mowing and stuff right so it's all the other right that other stuff yeah right? he's more just straight up landscaping yeah, yeah just doing the landscaping and, and shrubs and all this sort of stuff um that's very uh very cool so do you do is it strictly residential 
work that you're uh, doing or do you uh, do any commercial work? I do offer commercial. Uh, it's, I would say off of this year's amount of res- the residential and commercial had, I'd probably say it's about 70, 30 this year, residential to commercial. Okay. Um, it's a little harder to get commercial around here. We have a company now. I never talked to them, but the word on the street, when you hear, when you communicate with other long care companies that they're the, the low ball on commercial and they seem to have a lot of commercial. Oh, okay. So they seem like they get like a big bulk of it type thing. So it's, it, I do have my fair share. I probably have, oh gosh, maybe 10 to about 15 ish commercial properties uh, that I maintain fluctuates from year to year, you know, as you mm-hmm. gain some, lose some. Um, but I have, I am predominantly residential. Okay. <clears throat> we have a company like that too around that's, uh, you see that's on a lot of, uh, the properties, a lot of the city, um, like work that the city outsources to, um, like parks and stuff. So they'll have sometimes yeah. parks to going to like private companies that are doing it. And there's this one company that does, it. I actually showed, uh, in one of my videos with the, uh, navigator, I was doing some leaf cleanup on a house and there's a little park beside and they had just left. And they're just so terrible. <laughs> like, I yeah, the, they just the, make this huge mess. They dumped all the clippings like right at the, almost at the street. And then they're tracking it all over the road. They didn't even grab their blowers to blow up. It was like so lazy. Right. It drives me nuts because they're like cutting across my customer's property and half the clippings are falling on top of their property and stuff. So I'm like, Jeez. then I'm the one that's stuck having to blow and clean up their mess and stuff, right? Yeah. And right. it's just like, exactly. how do you run a business like that? Like, it looks terrible. Like, uh, I'm surprised they even have logos it, and stuff on their trucks. So uh, all the neighbors see yeah, like, who they they're, are. It's like, what the heck? Yeah, the company around us, it's they're obviously I ain't gonna mention their name because if well, who knows if, who's listening? So yeah. You don't want to trash the company. Yeah, yeah. But their trailer, their trailers always look rough. And then like I like I'll see them mowing like properties that no uh, you know let's say it's forty two inch wide strip of grass that's all they have on the front of the commercial property and they're mowing it with a sixty inch mower with no shoot blocker no nothing which even with you had a shoot blocker at that point you got only using four, you know yeah. just over half of the deck to mow that entire strip it's like you'll see them mowing stuff like that no shoot blockers any of the mowers yeah and they just seem like they're always quick in and out as quickly as they possibly can. And it just doesn't seem like the work is as good as I would want it to be when yeah, it comes yeah. to commercial. Yeah. You yeah. know, like you, especially when you're showing off, you know, everyone sees, if someone sees you out there, you know, they, they see you, they might, uh, your rep, that's a big res, representation. If you're not doing good work. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, it's not going to be good for you. So. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. The, the, the company that I see, they're obviously um, in that situation they're obviously taking advantage of the fact that it's city work and like, it's not somebody's property or something. And you know, the city's not really looking at what they're doing. They're just, you know, um, kind of honor system that, yeah, they're going there to cut it and stuff like that, but they're not really looking at the end result. Uh, I think it would be, you know, a little bit different, obviously if it was a homeowner's property, but still, it's like you're representing your company all the time. Um, what, uh, of the residential and commercial, uh, which do you prefer? Honestly, with the commercial that I've had, and I know some, and I actually had one this year, company this year that I made me is the reason a lot of people hate commercial. Uh, but 99, I, I would say out of the, let's say I've had 20 commercials over my 10 year old, 19 of the 20 have been phenomenal. Oh, okay. uh, they pay, they pay at the end of the month. I do end of the more end of the month invoicing. Some yep. I do beginning. Um, it's, I rotate between who wants it. If someone's like, ah, I'd rather pay at the end of the month. They always pay. I don't argue. 
Yeah. Um, but I did have my first commercial lot this year that was every 45 to 60 day payout. Um, and it was a company for a, so it was like a company management of a local company. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, thankfully at the end of the year, they, uh, they decided that the company local didn't want to continue the contract with that company. Oh, okay. Um, and I was contemplating anyways, not signing back up for another season just because I was, they actually still owe me a month. Oh. I got to call them. I'm going to, I'm going to call them next week. I, I, they, they had two months owed. Um, and I called them and they didn't call me back, but I left a voicemail and they, they do direct. Now that was nice. They do direct payment. So they deposit directly into my business bank account. Yeah. Um, and they deposit it, but they posited, deposited one month, which was the most recent one and didn't get the other one. Mm. So I, I've given them a few days and I'm going to least, I'm going to wait till Monday and I'm going to call again and be like, Hey, you've missed this one. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, but other than that, I, I've had really good luck with commercials. So overall I like, I like residential, I guess I would say I like residential more okay. um, just because you get that more personal connection with the client. You know, you kind of talk to someone say hi to someone where commercial Sometimes you see them, sometimes you don't. Okay, um, yeah. Now I have some good relationships with several of my commercials. Mm-hmm. Um, like I have one that that's actually a union for my that my father worked for. Uh, he a couple years, two years ago, he called me. He goes, hey, he goes, it was in the fall of winter of 2019, going into 2020. He goes, uh, he goes, hey, I need to get a bid for you for uh, mowing. He goes, you're not losing the contract. He goes, I just have to have bids. Yeah. He goes, you're not losing it, but you know, don't worry about that. He goes, I, just, I need to have a bid showing what your price is. And so, you know, I have that one. I had a client, another commercial reach out. Uh, I guess it was beginning of November. He stopped me. He goes, Hey, he goes, how much more mowing do we got going on? So we had that conversation. He goes, yeah. and by the way, he goes, you know, you were good for next year. So make sure and keep us on the schedule for next year as well. Okay. Nice. Um, so I have a lot of good ones like that and they're always paying, you know, if they forget, you know, I'll send me an email. And I'll get email back saying, "Oh my gosh, I could have swore I sent that. I'm so sorry. I'll, I'll send it today." And within two days, I have you know, I get the check in the mail, which that's is awesome. common with commercial. Yeah, yeah. That's, so it's that's I have really good, re- yeah. So I have really good relationships um, with my commercials overall. Uh, but in the end, I, I like I like that personal connection you can have with almost every residential you have. Yeah, so. absolutely. Yeah, very very cool. That's awesome to hear that uh, there are some uh, good ones out there that. Uh, you don't have to chase around for money because that's always uh, the biggest uh, pain when it comes to those commercial ones. Uh, yes, that's very true. Yeah. So uh, this next question is uh, probably uh, the one that gives uh, the guests the most trouble uh, or they need you know, a, a moment to think about it. Uh, and that is <clears throat> for you to share a time you struggled in your business and uh, what you learned or did to overcome it. But uh, I'm going to give you a moment to think about it uh, while we uh, take a break and uh, go to our uh, sponsor, Dad. So uh, hang on and uh, stay tuned. Hey, Lenny Magnell here. As a product manager at Xmark, I'm focused on innovations that keep your mowers up and running so they'll be ready to roll whenever there's grass to be cut. Our new Tractus airless drive tires maximize the productivity and uptime performance of our Laser Z mowers. When combined with our semi-pneumatic front caster tires, Tractus eliminates flat tire-related downtime. When you've had enough of productivity-killing flat tires, it's time for Tractus. Learn more at xmark.com. 
Are you tired of pulling a trailer in your lawn care business? Check out MowingoSystems.com, the premier designer and builder of adjustable and easily removable dovetail ramp systems for the lawn care industry. The Mowingo Systems ramps use your existing Class 3 receiver hitch and can be installed and removed with basic hand tools in minutes with no cutting, welding, or drilling required. Mowingo Systems ramps are truly universal with sizes that are available for every class of pickup truck. Each ramp system is built to order with many different options and accessories available. Shipping is available worldwide with free shipping in the continental U.S. So what are you waiting for? Go check out MowingoSystems.com for more info and stop pulling a trailer. All right. So, Aaron, share with us a time you struggled in your business and uh, what you learned or did uh, to overcome it. Well, it's actually uh, an experience I've shared on the Green Issue podcast, but it's one that is very important that I I want everyone to always hear it and then try and their best to avoid this one. Okay. Um, and it was my first winter of full-time. Go- so went in full-time 2019, mowed all season. You know, the money was coming in. Everything was going good. Uh, and then winter came and reality set in that I didn't. We had a little bit put back, but it was you know, very, very minimal, not enough to make it through the winter. Mm-hmm. Um, and it reality struck that, Oh snap, we're in trouble. Um, and it was very stressful. You know, we crawled and scratched our way to the finish line to the beginning of 2022, 2020. And, uh, I learned very quickly. I remember telling my wife, uh, you know, I, I will never, cause she pays the bills. She pays, she always, I bring the income in and she's always just paid the bills. Yep. She's really good at it. And I don't mess with that system. Um, so I told her, you know, I will never put you in this position again, this of not knowing where the money was coming from, not knowing how we were going to pay bills from week to week or month to month. Yeah. Um, and so it was something I learned. I knew to put money back, but it was my first year full time. You know, the, it was like, oh my goodness, look at all this money I'm making, blah, 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 and all that stuff. And it, I learned real quick that I got to make sure and put a specific amount back yes. each week. And ever since then, it's been nothing but positive, nothing but growth. Um, yeah, yeah. The way I do it is I still get paid by card. I do get paid by card. I don't do card on file right now, but I do do card. Um, I also do checks, and then I still also do get paid by cash. Okay. And so the, what I do is I, I do file my cash. I file everything. I don't, I don't do anything under the table. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, now granted, everyone has a small odd, odd, odd and job, a one-time 20 bucks here to do this. You know, we knock this, carry this for me. You know, yeah, that yeah. stuff's a little different. But as far as if I have a client that pays cash for the entire year mowing, every bit of that gets filed. I yeah, file yeah. it into my yard. I use Yardbook. I okay. file it into there. And the reason someone told me, well, you should not file all that money. Uh, you should just, you know, keep it away from the government. And I was like, well, here's my problem. If wintertime comes and I'm starting to put money into the bank and the IRS comes asking where, you know, where's this money coming from? Yeah. You know, it's going to make it hard for me to be able to tell them where that is coming from. So, yeah. yeah. And so I always made sure that I've filed everything. And so each year I put every bit of cash I get back. Every, every bit of cash I make, I file it. Now, it, if things start changing, I'll have to change that method of winter fund. But I've made sure and put directly, that money doesn't get touched. I'll tell the wife, you know, I file it, and then she'll do all the paperwork on Monday morning, 
and I'll, you know, that money goes straight into the safe and we don't touch it. You okay. know, we don't touch it unless it's an emergency, but then we I may immediately put back, you know, into it if we have to take anything out. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that was, uh, it was a very, very hard 2019 yeah. and uh, 2019 winter, I should say. Okay. I was working a part-time job. I was working a part-time job, but you're talking, I was bringing 250 to 300 bucks a week at best. Mm-hmm. So it, it's, that's still not enough in that, that level. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, it's something uh, I always tell people, you know, if you can uh, right away uh, when you get uh, set up your business bank account and stuff, set up a second, um, you know, account within that account if you can. That's like how my bank does it. I can open up other little accounts within that business account so that I can just funnel money from one account to that sort of like whatever you want to call it, a savings account, a tax account, whatever you want to call it and put that money away, right. winter fund, whatever the case may be, and uh, do that so that you're prepared uh, for uh, those times uh, when uh, the work isn't uh, flowing and uh, you need exactly. to uh, do it. So yeah, it's uh, an important part and it's, uh, you know, what allows uh, me for the past, uh, you know, I haven't worked in a winter now in uh, probably at least uh, 10 years or so. Um, so oh, wow, yeah, so uh, it's uh, that's that's the key to it, though. Is uh, uh, as I always say, uh, when customers ask me, I always say uh, that I've learned the art of being a squirrel, putting your nuts away for the winter time, <laughs> right? And uh, and, right. Ha- and having that uh, aside, so very cool. So, exactly. what is your uh, you know now three or so seasons into it? What is your favorite thing about uh, being self-employed? Controlling my own schedule, um, knowing that I can set a schedule, you know, figuratively I can start when I want, quit when I want. Um, but at the same time, I'm a hard worker. So that kind of backfires on me. I may start when I want, but I have a problem of, I'll make sure I finish something. You know, I I don't have, I don't like leave rolling things over to the next day. Um, I like, but I like that freedom of knowing that I'm providing a service to people that need service for whatever reason, you know, maybe they don't want to mow their yard. Maybe they don't have time to mow their yard or maybe they're just unable to mow their yard. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that I can provide that service to them to make their yard look better. Or maybe I look their shrubs look better, clean their gutters for them. Um, you know, I can do multiple things for them, but yet at the same time that brings income into me and my family personally. Yeah. You know, it's money for my wife, it's money for my kids. You know, it's something that is, that yes, I could provide that as working a full-time job, but I, I built tires for a living when I worked full-time job. I don't know who it impacted. Yeah. Um, I didn't really see an instant gratification from it. Okay. Yeah. You know, it was, a, it was a nine to five, even though I worked midnight, so 11 to seven and I went, came in, I went home, you know, I always told other employees and it was a known thing, you know, we're just a number we're easily replaceable. Yeah. Um, and that's something I found out being self-employed. Yes, I am replaceable. I mean, at any point you're replaceable, yeah. but it, it's a little harder for, to find sometimes a long care company that maybe, maybe they don't, they, they think that you, you don't offer something right, but when they let go of you and they, they may, they realize, Oh, well, he, we were better off with that him than we are now. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's, it's that satisfaction, gratification of the, being able to provide a service to someone young or old, no matter 
no matter yeah, who they are. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, a lot of great points there. And even being like you, you brought up there, being uh, the self-employed part that you are replaceable. You are, of course. Uh, there's a lot right. of other companies and stuff out there, but you can still differentiate yourself to a point where you become not uh, replaceable. Um, I give an example of uh, a customer last year that uh, asked me to give them a quote. They uh, heard about my reputation in terms of uh, lawn care and stuff. And I went out to look at the Mm -hmm. property and it was just like in one of these horrendous neighborhoods for parking for me. It was like one of the worst case scenarios, right? And I'm like, oh man, like I really, you know, you guys are really nice. You you know, your property's nice and stuff. It's really small. It'd be easy to, you know, the actual mowing part would be simple, but the parking is just crazy. And, you know, I'm going to have to turn it down and stuff. And they were like so bummed out about it and stuff but they understood wow and uh right. then last year this for 2021 they called me again and they're like oh we're hoping you'll reconsider this year and all this stuff and i'm oh like, my goodness i'm like really like <laughs> <laughs> and they're like we'll make That's sure crazy. we move we'll park our car on the street in the morning our two cars to block spots for you and then when you come if we know you know roughly what time you know then we'll move the cars out of the way so you can park your truck and trailer there <laughs> I'm like, wow, wow, these people really want me to mow their lawn. (laughs) That's crazy. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? I'll give it a shot. I'll try it. Right. And it was awesome. It was fine. Like they always had parking for me every week and stuff. And they they were true to their word and stuff. And it turned out to be a a great relationship and looking forward to servicing them next year as well. So I was like, oh, that actually, yeah, interesting how that can work sometimes. Can't beat that. No. Um, you mentioned uh, previously in the conversation about using uh, Facebook uh, to uh, get some of those early clients. So in what ways do you market your business now and maybe share your number one marketing tip? Well, I, I technically, besides having like yard signs and, you know, logos on the shirt, a trailer sign, things like that. uh, My main source of advertisement is actually Google. Okay. Uh, Google my business. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, you know, when I first started, I was getting bugged nonstop. You know, I get several calls, maybe five, 10 calls a year. Mm-hmm. First 2019, I think it was in 2019 or 2018, 2019. Um, you know, Hey, you know, let's get your business verified on Google, you yeah. know, get you on the front page, you know, and they're like, I, I, I always ask the question, how much is it? And it's like 250 bucks a month. It's like, I'm thinking, my goodness, that just seems expensive, you know? Yeah. And so, uh, a lot of times I would just tell them no, no, no. And one time I was talking to one of the companies that kept calling me and the lady, and I, I still laugh to this day because she made the mistake. She made the, I kept telling her no. And she had the supervisor on the phone. Like they got to the point of the supervisor, but before this, she made the mistake of telling me, I don't think she realized she said it, that I can do this on my own, that it's free to do. Yeah. But well, when she said it's free for me to do myself, a light bulb went off in my head and I'm like, Oh, I can do this myself. Like I hadn't really checked into Google. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so like, she's like, well, I'm going to transfer you to my, my manager. And I always thought these were weird conversations. You know, they call you, they want to offer you all this stuff, but then they got to transfer you because they don't have the, the ability to do what they're offering to you. I yeah, always yeah. thought that's terrible, terrible marketing. You know, yeah. you have someone call, but they can't do any of the work. They have to transfer. Yeah. So the manager is gone and she's just in reality was belating me, mm-hmm. just tearing me down. Oh, you, you can't survive without it. Blah, blah, blah. And I, I didn't dare mention the fact that her, her employee had said, you know, yeah, I can yeah. do it for free. Yeah. I just let her just 
un, really come unglued on me. And I was mm. like, I'm, I'm not interested. Thank you. I'll, I'll, I'll figure it out. Yeah. In my head, I'm going, I know exactly what I'm going to do. So I got the phone call and I checked it out and found out what I need to do for Google. And I got it. They sent me the, the postcard. I got yep. it verified and all that stuff. And that's what I've been doing ever since. I do pay for ads. It's like 60 bucks a month. Mm-hmm. Um, probably going to shut it down during the winter or at least modify it to yep. where it's not uh, more, more maybe like snow. Okay. Uh, you know, winter work, things like that. Uh, but I just, I do mainly Google and I get 95 to 99% of my work from Google. Yeah. So isn't that, isn't that crazy? phone calls, it is. And it's, I get a little outstretched occasionally. Um, I'll get a few out there calls. Like I had a call the other day, a week, about a week ago. Uh, it was about 30 minutes, about an hour from me was the, about the location of the place. She's like, I, I was like, she named a town. I'm like, what's a town close to you? Another name. She's like, where are you at? She goes like, she, cause she, she could tell I threw her off by asking the question. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, she, I was like, I'm in Marion. And she goes, Oh, she goes, I'm up near St. Louis. I go, and that St. Louis is an hour and a half for me. Oh, okay. So yeah, yeah. About, an, about 30 minutes from St. Louis. I was like, I was, she's like, I'm sorry. She, I didn't even check. I was like, don't worry about it. I was like, this is not the first time there's, there's a span. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes a, a month of span. I'll just get, I'll get recommended. She goes, I looked up long care near me and it was, you were recommended. I'm yeah, like, it's yeah, crazy yeah. that Google does it. But it is what it is. Yeah, yeah. A lot of times I've had that happen too. And I think it's sometimes it's people typing in something like lawn care and then the area um, that they're in. And, you know, they don't realize that the world is a big place and there's multiple places called the same name. (laughs) Yeah. Right. So I've had that before too. I had a message on my phone and it was like... um, you know, oh, you know, looking for a quote on a property and stuff, and we're just down by the lake and stuff. And I'm like, by the lake? I'm in like the middle of agricultural like farmland. What are you talking? <laughs> what are you talking about the lake, right? So I like, exactly. and then the phone number. I like see the phone number, so I was like, okay, the area code I don't recognize. So I looked it up, and I'm in Cloverdale is the name of the town that I live in. Um, but there was this yeah. other Cloverdale in California, so I was like, oh, she's calling from California. Wow. Oh, that's a little bit out of my. Uh, <laughs> Out of my uh, zone there. I don't think... That I, one cost her, too, for out-of-the-country call, too. Yeah. <laughs> so it was funny that she, like, you know, didn't clue in herself with a different area code and all the stuff that call and and all that. Or sometimes I'll get them through the uh, website, and it's like, like the first page is talking about, you know, the town in Canada and stuff like that, and you're leaving a message for lawn care and you live in the U.S. somewhere. It's like... This isn't computing. It's not going to work. <laughs> yeah. Some people just don't pay attention. For yeah, they don't. They're just so. like, they're just, yeah, whipping through it and stuff. Sure. But uh, yeah, yeah it's fun. I'm getting that, that call. So. Yeah. But most times it's like right on. It's like, you know, within, you know, your area and stuff, right? It's doing oh, what it's yeah. supposed to do, right? It's it's using exactly. people's mobile phones and just recommending, you know, in order those businesses that are the closest to that person searching. And, uh, exactly. you know, it, it's phenomenal how it works. I can't believe that it's free <laughs> to do. And, yeah. And thankfully, you know, I still get the calls occasionally to get me to pay to be on top page. I'm like, have you bothered to do any research before you called me? And they'll be like, no, no. Yeah. And one time I was like, I told a guy, I was like, Google, Google my business name. I was like, and Google near Marion. So he did. I think he ended up doing Johnson city, which is actually where I live. And he's like, I was like, what do you find? Because I could hear him typing, you know? Yeah. I was like, what, what'd you find? He goes, oh, you're number one. He goes, you're doing pretty good. I was like, yeah. yeah. That's what I try to tell you guys. And every time I try to talk to you people, and I, I, I referred them into a big group, but every time I referred them, companies calling me, they won't let me talk. They won't listen. As yeah. soon as I start questioning anything, they just hang up. 
He goes, well, he goes, I don't know what you have going on, sir. He goes, but you're doing a really good job. Yeah. He goes, he, he used a few other words that I don't say, but it was just complimentary words yeah, yeah. in reality, but it's like, I don't use them. I was like, well, thank you. I, I do appreciate that. I was yeah, like, yeah. I'm just glad you were willing to listen to what I had to say. Yeah. yeah. Cause I was like, I, I don't know exactly what I've done besides get reviews. Yeah. You know, I've gotten reviews on Google, but other than that, I just, I don't do much else, but it's just the reviews I have is more than a lot of the companies around me. A lot of the companies don't even exist. In my opinion, yeah, yeah. don't see no information on them, nothing updated. Yeah. And so I've, I've catapulted to the top, especially in, the town I live in and the, one of the bigger towns that I work in is I'm up in the top three normally in the, one of the bigger towns I work in. So mm-hmm. it's always been nice. Yeah, absolutely. That uh, makes a lot of sense. And it's like my number one thing that I recommend to people, get on Google My Business as soon as you can. Yes. Because uh, it'll take a little yes. while for it to start to click and stuff. But so the sooner you do it, the better. Yep. But uh, yeah, it's yeah. it's it's going to drive a lot of uh, of the traffic uh, to your business. Um, I always, uh, do, you, exactly. do you do uh, like a, like for me, uh, every year, uh, especially in the spring and stuff, when the calls start coming in heavy, I will always ask people, where did you hear about us? Right. And, uh, yeah. and, and just take a poll of where it is. And it's like, it's always, you know, most of it is always Google is uh, just a Google search. Yeah. You popped up. Right. So I, I commonly ask that question as well. I'll be like, before we hang up, like, Hey, well, quick question. Where did you hear about me at? And like, Oh, I looked at, I was looking on Google. Yeah. I can't tell you the last time I've had a call that wasn't Google related. Oh, okay. Well, um, I so I I would say the last twenty thirty calls have been a hundred percent Google related. Mm-hmm. Um, it's crazy the amount of like I'm just all everything comes from Google. I, every once in a blue moon I'll get one, you know, a recommendation from another, a fellow client, you know, word of mouth. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, that's, that's why I say ninety five ninety ninety nine percent of the time it's it's Google that is where my phone calls of work come from. Very so. cool. Um, one of the most common questions that I get in my business, and it's from clients and it's also from people that I meet for the first time. And, you know, they inevitably will ask, you know, what do you do for a living and all that sort of stuff. And then, uh, the question will come up. Uh, so what do you do in the winter time? Uh, so is there a winter or off season for you in your business? And I know you mentioned, uh, even there uh, with the advertising on Google and maybe changing it to some winter stuff. Uh, what do you do for the winter in your business? Well, snow is limited here, uh, so we do definitely have an off-season. It gets definitely cold. We li- I, for those wondering, I live in southern Illinois, uh, about 45 minutes north of uh, Kentucky. Actually, uh, have you heard about the Mayfield uh, tornado yeah. storms and stuff? craziness. So I'm actually 85 miles north of that. Oh, wow. Um, so that had that taken a turn north, that could have been bad for my area. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm very far south as far as Illinois goes. But we do get very cold, you know, and it, we do get snow. Sometimes it's hit or miss. Um, so I offer snow removal, but my snow are still plowing, snow blowing. I do a snow blower. I don't have a snow plow in the truck. Okay. Um, but it is, it's too much to invest for not a lot of snow. Last yeah, yeah. few years, we've had ten, like 10 and a half to 11 inches of snow. And seven, eight of it came in this past February for us. Yeah, yeah. So it's hit or miss. Yeah, um, yeah. So we do have an off season. Definitely do have an off season. And it's a question that, you know, a lot of people, times people at church will ask me or family will ask me, friends. And I get a kick out of it because me and my wife, she knows, especially if she's there, she knows what I'm going to say. They'll look at me and go, what are you doing in the wintertime? I, I look at him and with a straight face. I go, I sit at home my butt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I let them react. And then I tell him, well, like I, you know, I have shrub removal jobs. I, I do brush cleanup, things like that in the wintertime. Yeah, but yeah, I, yeah. my first response, just to get the reaction, 
Yeah. I sit at home my butt. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's just, funny. Just to get them, it's, it's, gets a good laugh out a lot of yeah, times yeah. out of them. So. That's funny. That's, I kind of do the same thing. I, I go between, I've got two go betweens uh, for answers, like initially quick responses. And the first one is I don't say anything, but I just start twiddling my thumbs. And then the second one <laughs> is, uh, I just say, I, I, I watch Oprah. Is what I'm saying. I'm like, Oprah, <laughs> Oprah's not even on TV anymore, but it's like, <laughs> but it's like, I watch Oprah is the thing, right? And they, they kinda, get it. Yeah, yeah, they get it. <clears throat> I don't, uh, I don't talk to them about uh, podcasts and things like that uh, for the most part. There's only a couple of clients that know that I do uh, this stuff on the side, but um, yeah, right. it's, it's funny. Yeah, um, I mean, I, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, I am working on something this past winter and this winter is working on building a house or getting clear and land. I have to clear land. First. Oh, nice. Um, so that's, that's taking up my winter time when the, when I'm not working, not busy. So my grandpa, God bless him, was a hoarder. <laughs> didn't get rid of nothing. So I have a lot of, a lot of junk, uh, to put it into perspective since last October. So we're talking a little over a year now. Cause last year's season ended really quick. So I was working on it a bunch this year. The season has been an extended season. Leaves are just now really wrapping up. So I'm, I haven't had worked on there too much. But between October of last year and I hauled off a load a couple weeks ago, or about a week ago, I've hauled off between 20 to 30 tons of scrap metal. Wow. Uh, and I'm probably about halfway done. Oh. Um, it's just a lot of mobile home trailers we got to get tore apart, shot stuff to go through. You know, we've made a big difference, a big dent, but we are still far from so done. Far, so that's yeah, my yeah. winner of, of praised of doing all that stuff right yeah, now. Yeah. So. so you're trying to clear that land to build a house on? Yes, build a house and a small shop. Yeah, yeah. More or less, just to be able to pull the truck trailer in. Yeah, nice. Um, and then to do work on ma- mowers and stuff inside, not outside, in the weather elements, things like that. Oh, okay, nice. Are you living on that property now, or is that a separate property? It is a speck of property oh, okay. that I don't didn't pay, technically pay a dime for. Yeah, yeah, my grandpa's, my mom and dad gave it to us. Yeah, yeah. So I own it. About six and a half acres. Very um, cool. But it's un, it's. It has livable. You can get electric. It has water and all that stuff, gas, but it's not livable by oh, okay. any means. Everything there is anything. Anything there is very old and falling apart and things like that. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Just taking the the test of time. Actually, yeah, just at the end of this season, yeah. that just kind of brought an idea. That not, I don't know if it's similar or not, but um, with a, a customer of mine that I'm, uh, I always deal with a daughter. Um, for the mother that lives there and it's an old farmhouse and you can tell that this house um used to be like the neighborhood around it all the houses are much newer uh, so you could tell that yeah. they probably owned all the land around them uh but never really got right. to, to talk to them about it because the house you know it just kind of stands out as being separate uh as like right. a different style so i actually saw the uh daughter at the end of the season, actually the last cut of the season. And she was thanking me for uh, the work and stuff and saying that it was too much for her the year before. This was the first year that uh, they had anybody mowing the lawn and they were like so happy with the service and everything. And uh, she started telling me about the house and stuff and that, you know, her mom lives there, you know, her dad used to until he passed away. But then it was her uh, great grandparents house before that. So it was like multi-generational living in this house and it's been passed on like from generation to generation so then after i was like wow that is so cool i'm the very first person in generations to mow this lawn that's not part of the family 
I was like, that That's is, crazy. I was like, that is so cool. It's like such a privilege to be able to be yeah, the, to be the first one that's not in the family that's been allowed to go and mow this property. Uh, so wow. I was like, that was like kind of neat to, to hear. So it's neat to have yeah, th- those old properties that uh, you, you yeah. see through the generations that uh, get passed down and stuff and, and see that. So that's very exactly. cool. That'll be neat to uh, have a house and shop built out there where you can uh, yeah, be, be on the same land that your grandpa was on. Is absolutely, absolutely, and he was a little bit of entrepreneur, entrepreneur himself. He owned his own paint business back. Oh, very cool. When he was still, when he was still alive. So yeah, yeah, very cool. Yeah. Uh, so, what are your future plans or goals for your business? Well, my my go, my desire is to obviously grow the business. I'm not I, at this stage. I still want to get to a point where I have at least one employee. Um, at the same time, I almost don't want to get an employee because I know the hassle that comes with it. But I'm at a make or break uh i can't really grow past where i'm at just mm-hmm. as a one human you only can do so much yes yep there's um, so if, yeah so at least maybe get like a part-time i want to do that um i'm also between now and the start of the spring season i'm wanting to start a second business for dumpster rentals okay um because it's, it's crazy to think that you can actually have a business off that but yep. it's the same thing with lawn care there's people that want to throw plenty of things away yep and they have no no means of doing it, you know. So that's something I'm wanting to get into. I have a dump trailer now um, that I'm going to start off with, see how it goes. Yeah, things yeah. really start progressing. Then I'll go with the roll off dumpsters. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's a that's a that's the next, I guess you say, chapter. The entrepreneur part of me trying to always continue the, the income, you know, because that, that could be year year round income compared to where lawn care is seasonal. Yeah, very cool. Um, and so I'm wanting to get into that. And then I, I have a long-term goal, no date set of when I want to do it, but it's a long-term goal of wanting to have storage facilities. So storage facility rentals um, okay. and as a long-term goal. I think Spencer's Lawn Care just, you know, closed on theirs in the last month or so. Um, and so they're they're doing I, – I, when I seen them at GAE, I told them, I was like, it's crazy you guys are talking about that. It's something I'm wanting to do myself is a mm. long-term goal. Yeah. And I had that before I did lawn care. That was a dream to get into that, that business before I was even doing lawn care. Okay, so, cool. Very, so very carried cool. Carried over. Yeah, that's yeah. that's super cool. Yeah, that's uh, neat to hear uh, different uh, things. And that's the thing with lawn care too, right? It's uh, like what I talked about in the beginning. It's so adaptable to – that and and even having other businesses that can work in conjunction with it, like the dumpster rentals and stuff. My uh, family right. member that I've talked about before uh, that has uh, does all the like hardscaping stuff, and he would subcontract mm-hmm. me for like snow removal for like sidewalks and stuff while his crews would do all the parking lots because he had all the bobcats and all that stuff. You know, he ended right. up buying uh, big like dump trucks for his business as it started to grow and stuff. But he got them with like the like the dump truck part was removable. So then he started doing uh, that yeah. too, where he could roll it off onto somebody's property and rent the bin out for them to fill up their garbage exactly. stuff. And then he'd go and pick it up and, and all that stuff too, right? So they started doing that and just expanding their business in all different aspects, all different uh, ways, right? So it's very cool. Exactly. Uh, yeah, very neat. Uh, obviously, uh, you're entrepreneurial at, uh, at heart, uh, just like your grandpa there. <laughs> with, yeah, for uh, sure. The, the idea is always going on. Yeah, something I didn't realize I had till I got into lawn care. You know, if you, you had told me this when I was 20 years old working at the factory that 
you know, you're going to do this. I'd have probably laughed at you been like, you're crazy. Yeah. I ain't ain't got that. That's not in my, in me to do, but it's it's unlocked a chapter. I didn't realize I had. Yeah. And that's the thing is that, you know, um, with lawn care, it's kind of like that. It's accessible to start a lawn care business for most people because there's not a lot of, you know, capital you need to start and stuff, but it can unlock that side of you to see that, Hey, this is doable. And then you start to see, okay, well, you know, you get to that certain level and then you're like, well, you know, actually I could, you know, push a little bit farther. I could actually take a different risk and exactly. and do this business. And, you know, now I see the value of investing in this type of equipment or whatever the case, and it unlocks all these doors for you. And you just slowly start moving uh, higher and higher uh, through those experiences. Um, this uh, next question is another one that uh, sometimes people got to think about. It's kind of a fun question. And that is, is there a weirdest thing or a fun thing that's happened to you uh, during the course of your lawn care business? Well, it's, it's I guess I only have one um, okay. kind of a funny experience. I worked with home advisor when I first started so okay. in 2019, when I went full time, I was working with home advisor. So they send you work, um, send you leads. They, they charge you for it. After yep. the first year I was done with it. Um, it was just, it just in the end, you pay 300 bucks for a year. And then they, each lead they send you is like five, it could be anywhere from five to 40 bucks. Okay. You, it's not a guarantee, not a guarantee you get to work. No, it's no. just people price shopping. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I remember, I, I don't know if it was in 2019, I think it was in 2019. I believe it was, it may have been 2020 cause I was still getting recommendations even though I quit. I think it was 2019. So we'll go with that. I get a, a lead for a client name. Uh, I get the phone number. So I give the, person to call is a gentleman and he answers the phone. I go, hi, I'm Aaron with Aaron's lawn care. Home advisor sent me a lead saying that you're looking for lawn care. He goes, who sent you? I'm like, home advisor did. He goes, well, I don't even like them. Mm. I'm like, okay. And I was like, well, they recommended me to you that you were looking for lawn care. He's like, well, I, I can't even stand them. I don't, I don't like them or Angie's list. He goes, they, he, he said he some things that I can't remember exactly, yeah, but he's yeah. being very hateful. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm thinking in my head going, but here's the problem is you had to fill out the information yeah, yeah. to send it. <laughs> like it just didn't send it itself. It yeah. had to, it had to go through the computer. You had to type it in. Yeah. I was like, unless he was just trying to, you know, get a hold of someone just to diss them or yeah, maybe yeah. he's making people pay. Cause he knows so many contractors get sent the information and they get charged. Maybe he's just doing dirty work type thing. But yeah, it was, it was pretty funny that, the first thing he's like, "Who sent you?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, well, technically, no one sent me, but you know, home advisor right, sent me your information to call you. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's funny. That's funny. Yeah, it's like, did you? Uh, that's a short, um, you know, memory. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was. It was very, it's very weird. For yeah, sure. very crazy. Um, and that the whole uh, you know lead things that you were giving me flashbacks of being in the franchise system again because that's exactly how that was. It was like you pay a monthly fee every month, and then on top of that, you pay for every lead regardless of whether you get the job or they're just price shopping or whatever the case may be. And it just drove me nuts. That was like, yeah, it was the, it, the stuff. Some of them were, made sense. Yeah, some yeah. made sense, but then they just got out of hand. The crazy expensive ones, like if you get a commercial one and they're just price shopping, you know, you pay thirty bucks and you're go- all you're doing is giving an estimate for thirty. You got to give an estimate, but you're paying thirty bucks yeah, whether yeah. you get it or not. Yeah, yeah, that's sometimes uh, you could refund them. You know, if someone didn't mean to send stuff, but after a while, you didn't. Re- you know, they start. They wouldn't give you give them after so many. Yeah, so it was yeah. just the first year was beneficial and it got me going, but after that, I didn't need it no more. Yeah, so. yeah. 
that's the thing, right? And that's, uh, because <clears throat> uh, actually I've had people asking me uh, my advice on franchises and stuff like that and, and purchasing, I guess there's a, uh, some franchises, new franchise companies and stuff that have popped up. And that's generally my advice is like, it's, you know, it's sort of that same thing. You're paying fees for certain things and lead fees and things like that. And, you know, it might help you in the first year, but you really don't right. need it. Um, and, yeah. you know, in the case of a franchise, it's even worse because, even once you're you've got that client list and you're full, you're continue to even though you might not pay lead fees anymore, you're going to be paying franchise fees every month for yeah. you know on those same clients. So it's like what's you know it just makes no sense. Um, I agree. What is one hidden pitfall with running a lawn care business that you see that prevents uh, other people from succeeding? So maybe this is something that you maybe see some of your competitors doing, and you're like, mm, that's not something they should be doing. Well, one thing I've noticed in my area, uh, that I, I see a lot of trucks out, a lot of trailers, but I don't see a lot of, a lot of in, info on the vehicles. You don't okay, know who yeah. they are. You yeah, don't yeah. know, you don't know if they're an actual lawn care company. You don't know if they're just, you know, chucking the truck, you yeah, know, yeah. they're just some guy just on the side, which if he's on the side, I get it, but you'll see some, you know, they'll have three, three mowers on the trailer, you know, two, three guys in the truck. Um, and for one, another thing I noticed is a lot of them don't have racks. They don't have anything to store their trimmers on. So you just assume the trimmers and blowers are just thrown in rolling there. around in the bed of yeah. the truck. And, uh, but you see no information on them. It's like, how are you getting business when you don't have any sort of advertising? Now, maybe they have a set set of clients and it's just beneficial for them in that way. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just, I see that as a downside with no, I'm not, I'm not saying you have to advertise. You have to have everything logoed out. Uh, but at least something, yeah. You know, uh, some, one piece, you know, something on the back of your trailer, you know, yeah, yeah. maybe. And it, I just, I see a lot of that in my area. Now, there's just a fair share of guys that have, you know, you see it come up. Oh, I know that company. I see them a lot. You know, you, you start, rec- are you, but now I recognize a lot of trucks. I just, oh, I know that truck. I don't know their name, but I see them out. You a see bunch. that truck. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's same here. Yeah. It's a regular, regular yeah. business, regular yeah. basis. Yeah. Yeah. I see them all the time too. Like that same sort of trucks. And, and what you're saying too, a lot of times where it's just like, uh, stuff thrown in the back of the truck or something, right? Trimmers and blowers yeah. rolling around and stuff. And it's like, uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> or they'll take grass and they'll have it like, it'll be like a pickup truck setup where it's just like a pickup with like a push mower in the back. Um, yeah. but they'll take the grass. It'll be the grass piled up and then the blower and stuff just thrown onto the pile of grass. It's like, uh, oh my goodness! Yeah, <laughs> it's like that's not probably the best thing to be doing. You're gonna be gr- getting grass all inside there and stuff. But uh, hey, teach his own. Um, yeah, exactly. If you were to start your lawn care business all over again, what is one thing you would do differently? Well, I I, I guess you would say I would do it differently, but at the same time, I would probably do it the the same but different. Okay. So I started, I did start off with a riding tractor. I didn't mow many yards with it. I immediately, it wasn't cut and clean. It was, it had been, it had been broken previously. A uh, spindle had been broken. So the cut wasn't as level. Okay. So I mowed very shortly with it. I uh, had a few clients and I decided to invest into a zero turn mower. Yeah. Uh, Skag, Skag Liberty Z. Uh, it's technically commercial, but it's mainly for residential. Okay. Uh, looking back, I still don't mind that I invest in it, you know, zero interest for four years, you know, you can't beat that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I wish I would have went with a bigger, a little bit bigger mower or at least maybe a bigger deck. Cause I, after a year, I realized that mower just, even though it was commercially built, it just, it wasn't keeping up well with 
the yards that I was mowing. Oh, okay. And so I was having to, like, it wasn't getting, it discharged good, but the deck, the blade, the blade separation from the front of the deck to the tip of the blade was very close. Okay. So the grass would just get caught, and every week I was having to get up under there and scrape that deck every week. Mm. And so I upgraded to a bigger mower, and if I, I know if I'd have started with that, it may not have changed the, the direction of where I, I was from 2019 to 2020 or 2018 to 2019, but it would have made a difference as far as time spent with maintenance and things like that. Cause the, I went with a Skag Patriot mm-hmm. and I went from cleaning it every week to where it had a, a good three, four inch gap between the tip of the blade and the front of the deck yeah. on the Patriot that I was every two weeks, you know, and now unless it was just extremely wet, then you got to get another and scrape it every week. Yeah, yeah. But it went from, I had to scrape it every week to it was optional, you know, yeah, oh, yeah. that's not, that's not a bad, or maybe just hit the front of it real quick, knock off the big chunk right there. And it was good, you know? Yeah. Makes, uh, it, so makes a big difference I, in time. It does. Yeah. It does. And and, and obviously I, I don't recommend people to go finance a motor to run a business. It's not required. I did have a mower, like I said, but in the end it wasn't cutting as good as what you'd want. So I invested. Yeah. I just wish I would have invested better instead of going into it kind of quickly desperate to get a better cutting machine instead of being more thoughtful and methodical about it in the end yeah it's hard to um you know for people to you know it's one of those things right it's it's almost like a a teenager right where you can tell them as an adult uh not to make (laughs) you know the same mistakes that you've made but you know they're probably going to make those mistakes um you know it doesn't matter how many times you tell them uh they they almost need to do it themselves for them to get it and with a you know business owner it's the same sort of thing in lawn care right you can tell people to buy good equipment tell you know to do that but they almost will always start with stuff just because of the price and things like that to get started and and have to make those mistakes themselves and and go through it and uh yeah it's uh it's it's difficult right to to start uh, and even going used because you can tell people used, but then that can bring you know problems as well uh going with used equipment and stuff so yeah it's 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 uh, tough. Everybody's situation is different is the only thing, right? Yeah, so. you, you can give the recommendations, but sometimes you just, in the end, you got to take your own steps first to figure out what is best for you. Yeah, absolutely. In the end. Yeah. Uh, what is your biggest frustration about running a lawn care business? There's not enough time in the day. Mm. Um, there's times, like like summertime, you know, there's plenty of time in the day, um, but it comes wintertime, getting fall, you know, it's just, it, there's just not enough time. And, and if you, you know, you sleep, you know, say you sleep in too late, you know, you stayed up too late, so you oversleep and then you, you lose an hour. Well, in the summertime, that don't matter. Yeah. But in the, the middle of the, when it was going into fall winter time, it's that hour makes a huge difference. Yes. Um, so I guess you would say that, and just knowing every, not knowing everything that's going to come at you on a day to day basis. Yeah. Uh, it's part of life, but it can still be frustrating in the end. Yeah. You know, cause you just don't know what's coming at you. Uh, you don't know what the day holds. Um, yeah. just like I've spent almost 1500 bucks this week just to keep my truck on the road. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, and I got to spend more because I put new brakes rotors mm-hmm. needed that it needed tires. I was trying to hold off when I put brakes on they're like, Oh, you need new tires. So I'm like, fine, I'll get new tires. And then they put new tires on today. And now I need, uh, they said I need, um, new tie rods. Before okay. you get it aligned, I'm yeah. like, so you're talking another two to three hundred bucks. Yeah, like, yeah. So you're talking almost. 
uh, it's two thousand bucks going into winter that I got to spend for maintenance on a on a truck. Yeah, yeah. Um, part of life, but it's just like it's a frustration. Now, granted, that can be a frustration for anyone yep. at any time in life. Uh, but it's just it's kind of a little different when you're self-employed and you're going into winter time and you don't have you know your funds are limited yeah. and you're having to spend money to keep the truck on the road. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. I know. I I hear you there. My truck has been um, going along, uh, you know, relatively good, but it's uh it's leaking uh coolant um so i'm thinking the water pump is starting to go but it's because it's a diesel it's not like your you know like a basic chevy small block water pump that's easy to replace it's like goes into like the timing gear or something like that so it's a little bit more (laughs) than i want to deal with on my own and i've i've had it done before years ago and i'm surprised that uh, it's it's gone again um, but it's something I've been putting off. And so I'm like now going, uh, because just the time downtime, right? I want, I didn't want to have the truck down right. while I'm, and cause it's just coolant. It was like, I just kept topping it off, uh, and stuff. But right, now it's right. like, man, I'm, I'm, it was to tell my son this morning, like, I got to call the dealer to make an appointment for next week to take the <laughs> truck in. Cause I want to have it done so that I can have the write off for this year. So I want it done before the end of the year, um, exactly. for, uh, uh, for the 2022 uh, uh, taxes or the 2021 taxes to be on that uh, that bill right. uh, and stuff, right? So, yeah, interesting. Exactly. Uh, it's just a, a part of life uh, with that sort of stuff that you got to deal with. Um, it is. So down to the last two questions. And uh, the next one is, uh, so share your best piece of advice with those just starting out in the business. But uh, I want you to come at this from the point of view that this is somebody that you know, and that you like, and that you uh, only want to see the best uh, for. So if somebody like that, uh, maybe a friend, a neighbor, a family member, something like that came up to you and said, uh, I'm uh, thinking about starting a lawn care business. What's your best piece of advice for me? What would you say? Well, first off, I tell them, don't be afraid. Jump in feet first, head first, whichever way you want to go, just jump in hundred percent. Don't be afraid to do it. It'll work out. Um, but another piece of advice is something my pastor tells me, you know, he's very adamant about making sure we come to church, you know, and we are very, very in making sure we're there. And he mainly may mentions it to me. If I'm having to miss for work, if I, I don't like to work Sundays, but occasionally a couple times a year, I have to miss on a Sunday just due to weather. Yeah. Um, and, and a statement he said to me, uh, through a text message, and I, and I don't forget, it, and I would tell this to someone, is that God can't bless your business if you're allowing your business to keep you from going to church. Mm. And he he knows that I'm not intentionally missing to work, but it's just something he want he want made sure I knew. Okay, of you if you if you're not going to church because you're working so much, how can you allow God to bless that business? that you're working in. Mm-hmm. And it was a statement that I just took to heart. And and like I said, I we go to church three times a week. We're very faithful with that. I hate missing. I think I missed tw- two times this year, two Sundays, wow. at least Sunday mornings, uh, working just because rain was so much. Um, but it's something that it, it, it stuck with me, something that took to heart. And I would tell that to someone else is, you know, I understand that certain, cer- certain times there's circumstances that arise that you – will have to miss church or, you know, maybe you have to, and maybe not be church. Maybe it's a family get together. Maybe yeah, it's yeah. a kid's birthday. Those times will come that you have to miss that. But at the same time, don't be afraid to not miss it yep. because maybe taking off that time will help you grow your business in a way that you didn't see possible. Yeah, yeah. And so that would be advice I'd give someone. Don't be afraid to jump in. 
but also don't let the business take over where you miss everything. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So. Great advice. That's great advice. So last uh, question for you is uh, sh- um, how can uh, people follow you online? Well, on Instagram, it's uh, Aaron's underscore lawn care. Uh, very simple. A-A-R-O-N-S. Uh, it's amazing. People think my, they ask my, uh, tell my name, Aaron. Some people say A R. R O N. So I guess it's more of a pirate sound of R. <laughs> um, but, uh, so I always try to spell my first name. Uh, same on, uh, you can look me up on Facebook as well. Aaron Strunk. Um, I try to add as many lawn bros that request it, or if I see some, yeah. uh, or lawn gals, uh, I have a business page as well on Facebook, Aaron's lawn care. Um, and then I have started a TikTok. Not really. It's going. It started late, so I've kind of it's kind of died down. But it's just Aaron's Lawn Care IL for Illinois. Okay. Uh, so a lot of times, if I I make a, it's easier to make. You can make better videos on TikTok than you can on Instagram. Okay. Uh, a little bit more choice songs like to put with if you're doing a video. So I yeah. find I like to make them on TikTok and then I share them onto my Instagram. Okay. Um, but Very yeah, that's cool. the best. That's the best ways to no find No YouTube me. channel for you. No, no. I mean, I have YouTube, but it's funny. I have followers, okay. uh, but I don't, I don't create content. Oh, okay. No, I, uh, I've thought about it in the past. And then at the same time, it's just like, I just, as a solo guy and I just don't, I don't know if I really want to as of right okay. now. I do not. Okay. So I just, I, I follow everybody on right. YouTube though. No problem. Awesome. So thank you so much for uh, coming on to the show and uh, being uh, the first guest for uh, 2022. I greatly appreciate it. I appreciate you having me on there. Yeah, enjoyed uh, chatting. So uh, there you have it, Lawn Care Nation. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that value-packed interview episode with Aaron Strunk from uh, Aaron's Lawn Care. I'll leave some uh, links in the podcast show notes for you guys uh, to uh, make sure you follow him online. Uh, So uh, that's it for this one, guys. Here's to wishing you guys all overwhelming success and freedom in your lawn care business. Bye for now.